So what's our topic? <laughs> That's my question for you. What is our topic? Today our topic is about finding meaning, discovering meaning in our life, in our daily routines, finding our purpose, um, because that's a really important topic that yeah, we want to discuss. I think the um, the lesson you released earlier this week was one of my favorites. Really? Yeah, just because I feel like it, we, we actually wrote that one um, a while ago. Yeah. Um, back can, in like February. Back in February. Yeah. You can tell it still has the lapel as opposed to the, uh, the boom mic. And my hair is short. <laughs> hair is shorter. Um, but it got pushed back. And I think when we released it, it came out at a very good time because, uh, you know, I think a lot of us right now are trying to find uh, a new purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of us don't have jobs at the moment, uh, looking at the economic data. And um, those of us even who do, the job is very different than what it used to be, right? right? And so um, not, not only that, but at the same time, there's also so much changing in the world that what was important to us isn't as important as other things now, right? Our priorities are, are shifting. To shift. exactly. exactly, yeah. And so, so true. with all these things sort of turning upside down and, and spinning around, um, the idea of purpose and the idea of meaning Right, finding meaning in our lives. Uh, certainly for me, I can speak for myself. It's it's changed, and uh, so I think you know this is a good context to talk about this. Definitely. I don't yeah. know. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I definitely feel like when there's a lot of like moving parts and a lot going on, mm -hmm. it's easy to kind of fall into someone else's purpose, or. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, 100%. Get sort of scooped up into like what their meaning is in in life and the world, whatever. But I think moments like these really force us to search inwards, and it might be because of a layoff or a lateral career move or just like a burnout. Um, for a number of reasons, we might have to reevaluate what meaning looks like to us. And I think it's a big one, too, in terms of priorities shifting, you know, with people not really being able to go out as much as they were used to. Right. Um, having a huge social network in real life mm. might be something that has been put on the back burner. Totally. Right? And then yeah. it's like, what, how do you fill that void? Because then there's that emptiness that comes with stopping something that you normally were doing. Or maybe you had this great routine of going to the gym, right? And your purpose you felt like you created meaning by really getting in that like, groove, in that groove, maybe yeah. really toned from weights or whatever, but then, you know, you couldn't do that. And so how do you, how do you reevaluate what that purpose looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love when, when you said, um, your purpose was defined by someone else, right? Yeah. I think that's so true. And, and that's, it's very easy for that to be the case. Yeah. Um, and it can happen to anyone because uh, it could it's, be, it's you easier. Know, yeah. And it could be friends. It could be family. It could be society. Like yeah. all the influences that you feel around you, um, you know, it might not be explicitly like this is your purpose. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, my point is that it's easy yeah. to get to get pulled into that because it's easy for someone else to help define it for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's also interesting, even people who, uh, you know, I was on the phone with some of my business school friends, and a lot of them have jobs that I, I think people 
would would say, oh, they're they've got it made, and like so they've forth. made it, right? You know, um, but a lot of them express a lot of um, I'm using a lot, a lot, but they they express this discontent. This you know their their perspective was yeah, it's okay, right? It's okay. It's not great, uh, and you know that frankly, right now that's that's fine. Yeah, you know, okay is better than terrible, right? But <laughs> I think you know, we can take it a step further. Like, I don't think we have to settle for okay, even in, in, in situations where, you know, things aren't as ideal as they could be. Yeah. I think we don't have to settle for okay, right? I think we can do better than okay. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with your mental mindset, right? Yeah. Reframing your situation. And instead of your purpose being defined by someone else, instead of them deciding what's meaningful, you know, you, you take the reins take proactively the reins, yeah take control of what's important and meaningful to you in your life. Right. And sometimes, you know, bec- there is an event that forces us to do that. Again, you know, like a layoff or something or career switch or I don't know, just something that you did not have direct control over. Um, pandemic. Um, but other times it's like we have to search for that ourselves and seek that out ourselves. If we're feeling this like emptiness, if this it's like a just a very like slow kind of like empty feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do we find purpose? Well, yeah, what's I mean, a, what's a good way of finding purpose? I, I I think the idea of purpose and meaning are yeah, very intertwined. Very intertwined. Right. And um in the video, I think you did a really good job of talking about how um, purpose can be found even in the nooks and crannies of your existing life. It doesn't right. require a radical shift. No, not at all. Like you have your mundane, let's say it's a mundane like daily routine. Find some, you know, levity in that. Find some um, something of interest in that. Or if, if you're if it's at a job that maybe you're not 100% crazy about, um, you know, Try to find something in that that you can create meaning from by, you know, forging um, these good like business relationships or doing one thing really, really well. So you're known as the Excel expert or the the email person or, you know what I mean? So finding ways of creating purpose within that sort of uh, those parameters within the cards that you've been handed. Yeah. And I think that's that's the most important thing we can all do. Obviously, it's important for you to continue to um, try and, you know, expand what's available to you in your uh, sort of spectrum of opportunities and so forth. But a very critical component to uh, contentment, I'm trying not to use the word happiness because it's, I feel like, so overused, but contentment, a sense of fulfillment. Fulfillment, I like that, yeah. Is is being appreciative yeah, of what you of, have. Of what you have currently, right? And making right? the best of what you have. Yeah. Not trying to, it's not like the grass is greener mentality. Like, oh, that looks like a great job. I think I'd be good at that. Why don't I just quit my job and do that instead? That's not really what we're advocating. It's more of finding purpose and meaning in whatever it is, in the cards that you've been dealt, and making the most of that. Yes. Right? So appreciating what you have. Yeah right, um, is something that I think people don't necessarily do instinctually, right? We're yeah. sort of geared to always be looking comparing. toward, we're comparing, or, and comparing not just to other people, but to what once was, right? right? So if uh, you just lost your job, you're comparing to your, your current situation to what once was. 
uh, when you had a job. Um, if you know you all your investments tanked because the stock market went down, that's a comparison, right, between when the market was up and the market was down, right? These comparisons, particularly when it's uh, a transition toward less of something, yeah. can be a source of great discontent. Yeah. And um, instead of saying, oh, I don't have as much as I had, instead you're sort of reframing and saying, but I still have a lot, right? I still, right, if you can watch this video, that means you have internet, it means yeah. you have a computer, or a smartphone. It means you have the time to be able to. It means you have the time. Take, take right. out, you know, exactly. thirty minutes from your exactly. day. Um, Gratitude and, is the best attitude. I like that. <laughs> I just yeah. came up with it. Right, I love that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what it's about, right? I think one way to find purpose and meaning is to really focus on the present and and look around and say, what what around me can I be grateful for? Yeah. Uh, you know. What makes it? What makes me so lucky yeah. that I can watch a, a live stream, yeah. right, or or the video playback? Like, how do I have access to all this stuff? You might have worked for it. It might have been handed to you. Either yeah. way, you should be appreciative of what you have. Um, and I think by doing that, that alone can can change your mindset from one of um, scarcity to one of abundance. Yeah, that's right. Because we talk about that dichotomy, the abundance mindset and the scarcity mindset. And this is definitely a moment where you want to sort of leverage the abundance mindset and that way of thinking. Yeah. Like there's enough to go around for everyone. Just kind of put it out there in the universe. Do what you can. Be proactive. Right. So let's say I want to get back to that idea of maybe not loving your job. So let's say, you know, you've now assumed the role of the Excel person and you are now the designated Excel expert because you're good at it and you're also, you know, other people in your environment, your work environment have deemed you successful at it and are now looking uh, to you for their help with Excel, let's just say, right? That's just one, that's just one example. (laughs) Maybe I thought of you in that example. so now let's say, okay, so you're you're pleased with that and you're happy that your job pays your bills and you have food on your table and all of that amazing stuff that comes with having a job. Um, but maybe there's still that sense of like a little bit of like emptiness. Um, and the feeling of that is like you're you're let's say you're content, you're happy, you know, you're 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 sem- somewhat fulfilled, but there's mm. still that like feeling of like missing out on something. And I'm not talking about FOMO of, you know, your friends all hanging out without you. It's more of like this, there's more to it. There's more. Right. Like I've definitely felt that before. I think you have too. Absolutely. So in that scenario, right, you still keep your job. You're still like the Excel person at your, your office. But then maybe on the side, right, on weekends or in the in the morning when you wake up before you go to work mm-hmm. or in the evenings, like when you're winding down, I'm just talking about a traditional like nine to five, but you do you <laughs> in terms of the hours. Maybe you allocate some of that time to figuring out, well, how can you fill that void? And so let's say you're a hyper creative person. Maybe you decide on a whim, you know, I'm just going to start doing some watercoloring. Yeah. Right. Explore those um, inklings and the curio- curiosities you might have for in the in-betweens in the in-betweens yeah like I was so impressed this is years ago Greg would he'd have his nine-to-five at a tech company and his job had nothing to do with like coding or anything like that um 
It was more like business development and things. So he took it upon himself because he had that curiosity of learning how to code. So he taught himself how to code from scratch. He did these, you know, courses online um, and he would wake up early in the morning and get his like three hours of yeah, work in. I'd be up at 5 a.m. and yeah. I'd work from 5 to 8 and yeah. then go to work. Three hours of work in, three hours of work in the evening. Um, I was doing a master's program at the time anyway, so I was, you know, not home until late. So he made use of that downtime to do something, right? And boy, was that powerful for and me. And then he right? built our website, you know? <laughs> Well, that's later. it. I mean, that, that's spot on, right? Yeah. I, I didn't feel that sense of purpose in my job at the time. But I also... But you, were, th- you were still very happy there. I liked like, the job. Yeah. I really liked my boss. And, and uh, I, I was proud of what we were accomplishing there. Right. It just didn't give me that sense of fulfillment. And so I didn't want to, to leave the job. I knew yeah. I was important for the company and I didn't want to leave uh, and when the founder value, in the lurch. And when and you're adding, adding value, value right, that, right. that's also like that's a good. sense of accomplishment. Um, but it wasn't giving me that, that sense of purpose, uh, that sense of meaning. And so that's why I decided, uh, you know, when I wasn't at the job, I would take advantage of that time to, to start to develop that sense of meaning exactly. and purpose. Yeah. And for me, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to have the time to work on something like coding. You know, other people, if they have kids and 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 they don't have time to, yeah. to do as much on the side project, yeah. well, your kids are a great source uh, of purpose, excellent. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can really invest in, in your children and Spending talk time about, with them. Yeah, that's the, those dividends really pay yeah, a lot throughout your life and, and their lives. And so there are so many different ways that you can, if your job isn't doing it for you, that's fine. There's so many other ways that you can develop meaning yeah. um, in, in your everyday life. Yeah. And, and that's also really important. You know, fo- the, the, we're talking about the everyday stuff, yeah, right? The this, routine. The routine stuff. It's it's one thing to go out and do community service, um, you know, once a month or uh, one specific discrete time. And that feels good in the moment, but that sort of wears off. I think what's much more important is to to build something into your daily routine. And it can still be community service. Yeah, you can do which it like every giving week. Back, um, that's a huge... Is, is powerful. Like, and actually, I want thing. to talk about it in a minute. But... Um, the point is, whatever it is that you're looking to develop a sense of purpose from, mm-hmm. make it sure, make sure that it's part of your daily routine, right? Because it's the stuff that happens every day that makes up our lives. The individual one-off experiences yeah. are great, great um, but, but it's not going to produce. But it's any... not going to produce that sustained lift. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Now, in terms of caring, uh, and we were talking about developing a sense of meaning, yeah. right? Caring is one of, I think, the best ways caring to... Caring for... For other people. Other people, yeah. Right? Um, or it can or be pets. for something. Or pets, pets. maybe. Yeah. Um, right, but caring for some living being mm-hmm. uh, can really go a very long way uh, toward developing that sense of meaning. Yeah. Because when you know that someone else relies on you, not necessarily depends, but relies on you, when you know that uh, they look forward to your presence you. and your interactions, yeah. right? That alone can can generate a huge sense of purpose and meaning. Um, and so by by embracing that, uh, and and if you don't have someone that you feel that close to, go out and, and establish a relationship like that. It can be with an existing friend, yeah. right? Or someone a sibling, who you support, or a sibling, a cousin, a parent, right? Parents, right? A relative. um, or or you can do it within the community, right? Um, But the point is, if you can uh, create a relationship where you're caring for someone else, 
where you're helping them, uh, you know, live a better life, uh, helping them be more comfortable, happy, whatever it is, that that act of caring and, and helping someone else can can inside you foster an enormous sense of meaning and purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I want to sort of, we've talked about this um, concept before in other uh, sort of lessons. And it's, I think, relevant in this context as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche said, I'm going to put the quote on the blog, but it's it's more or less, you know, if I know my why, the how is something that I can sort of bear, right? Yes. So Simon Sinek talks about this, but this is actually something that comes way back from Friedrich Nietzsche, a philosopher. And so, yeah, it's really important to think about why am I doing this? Why mm. is this important to me? Uh, wh- why? It's like the so what. Like, so what? Like, totally. why am I doing this? Why do I care about this? So really asking yourself in earnest, and maybe you take some time, maybe it's not very... Um, maybe the answer is not as apparent to you, mm-hmm. right? Maybe sit down with a nice warm beverage. Your favorite. My favorite. Um, get out a piece of notepaper or a notebook and, and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I, you know, care so much about X, Y, Z? Yeah. Um, That's and, the- and, and find that answer, right? And if the answer is good, then that means it's coming from you. If it's not so good, it's probably like the noise <laughs> from society. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point in the context of when you're having trouble with stuff. Yeah. If you're having trouble getting something done, uh, the best, the best way to sort of start problem solving is to get to the why first. Yeah. Why does this need to get done? Because if you don't have a strong sense of purpose in what you're doing, uh, it's going to get a lot harder. Yeah. Um, There was a great, so there's a book we're reading right now um, that's not released uh, to the general public, but it's coming out soon by Derek Sivers. Um, prolific writer yeah yeah prolific writer very quiet person but at the same time uh very thoughtful um and and really just a wonderful contributor to i think the the human human society so in any event he he had this great little uh snippet where he's talking about um when you when you talk to a runner right or Uh are we talk about going for a run yeah you have two types of people the people who enjoy it uh and the people who don't so when you talk to someone who doesn't enjoy going for a run uh, and you ask them, can you describe you know, what it's like to go on a run? They'll say, oh, it's just the hardest thing. You have to you know, tie your shoes. You have to warm up your muscles. You have to drink your water you have ahead to drink of time. Your, you have to get hydrated. You have to make sure the weather's nice. When you're out there, you're sweating. You're, you're breathing hard. It feels like you can't breathe, right? It's just sort of, they list out all, all the, the reasons, all the steps, yeah, all like the labor obstacles. involved, the obstacles, yeah. and why it's just so darn hard. Yeah. And then you talk to someone who loves running. You say, so what's it like to run? And they're like, oh, it's easy. You it's, put on your shoes and, and go for a run. Go out the door. <laughs> <You do it. laughs> right? And I think that's a very, very um, effective way to understand um, this, this, the power of purpose, right? Because for the runner who loves running, uh, their their why is the the sort of the high of the run, and yeah. they they have some intrinsic emptying, motivation, maybe emptying their thoughts, emptying mind, their head, right. yeah. They have some intrinsic motivation, and so the how becomes uh, 
you know, irrelevant. irrelevant. It's just not even something you think about. Yeah, yeah. They, right? It just gets done yeah. because the the why is so important so to them. So strong, and that sustains them. Exactly. Yeah. And so that same concept can apply to a lot of different things we do in our lives, yeah. right? If you can establish that why, all those intermediary steps, those perceived yeah. obstacles, it doesn't even kind seem of dissolve like, yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Because the why it. is so important. Like. You need to do it, and yeah. so you're just gonna figure it out. Yeah, you know, you're just gonna figure it out. And um, I, I try to apply that philosophy anytime I feel like I'm really dragging my feet on yeah. something, mm. I'm procrastinating. Um, I, I start by asking myself, okay, I don't want to do this, but I'm still trying to get myself to do this. Why am I trying to get myself to do this? And if I spend some time dwelling on the why it's much easier than to motivate myself to yeah. actually get it yeah. done. Yeah, and the how is sort of like... Yeah, the not, how just works not, itself it just help, out. Yeah, it just happens. Almost inevitably. Exactly. So once you've found purpose, what is that? How do you know that sensation? What does it feel like to have found purpose or meaning? Um, the way I like to think of it is like a time warp. Like you have mm. no idea uh, what time of day yeah. it is. You know, you're cranking away at your computer or, uh, you know, on some other gadget maybe you know longhand writing or totally. whatever your your easel your art easel yeah. right you have no conception of time the conception of time has somehow just evaporated absolutely um, and like I you sometimes that, uh, forget to eat you forget to drink oh, water yeah. you forget to like do these things that we need like maslow's heart hierarchy right yeah um, yeah I'd, I'd call that flow state in, yeah. in, in, in in my experience right when i feel a strong sense of purpose or meaning in what i'm doing uh, totally. Time, yeah. time disappears. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can go the whole day yeah. just on this one thing. Absolutely. And it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. Your, your, your whole body is just honed and, and, and focused on this yeah. one, one thing that you're working on. And that's, that's flow state for yeah. me, right? And flow state is, is a term coined by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And he talked about oh, being... Oh, I don't know who coined it. Yeah. He talked about being in this um, state of flow where you're just... You're literally flowing. Like yeah. there's no. You're in like, your groove. Yeah, you're in momentum. Yeah. You know, you're battling inertia. It's not even like your your why is so strong that you're floating, flowing. Yeah, with your yeah, why. yeah. And and the reason why time disappears, and we I, I mentioned earlier, one of the good things to do is focus on the present. That focus on the present is is what happens in flow state, and that's why the sense of time disappears, because um, essentially what's happening is you're, you're so immersed in the present that our sense of time uh, uh, dissipates, right? Yeah. And, and, and there's, 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 um, there's an astrophysiological reason for that, yeah. right? Which is um, we experience time linearly, right? right. In our typical day-to-day. -day. Right. But in order to do that, we like have past, to be- past, present, future. It's exactly. like a timeline, linear. You have to be aware of your past and aware of your future. Yeah. If you're thinking about your past or your future, then you're technically not really in the present, right? And so when you're not thinking about the past or the future, and you're only thinking about the present, yeah. time loses its sense of linearity, its yeah, chronology. It becomes more like configurable. It, it just, yeah, it's just this, it's just this circle. Yeah, and, and, cyclical. Yeah, or almost a sphere. And, and so you're just mm. in that moment. Um, and it's hard to describe without being in it yourself. But if you have a strong enough sense of purpose in what you're doing, that's what happens. I think people experience it a lot when they're playing with their kids. Yeah. Right. They stop worrying about yeah. you know their to dos. They stop yeah. worrying about 
the weight of the world. Yeah. It's just the joy of being there with their kids. Yeah, for me, that was, um, growing up, that was dancing. Mm. Like, just being, like, listening yeah, that's a to, great the, example. Listening yeah. to the music. So I grew up dancing ballet, and I was, like, really into it. Um, and, like, I just remember just being like, yeah, there were so many steps involved, but just put my shoes on and go to class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once you're in that moment, it's like the music and the the choreography, you just get lost in it. It becomes this like ritualistic thing. It's just so incredible. I still love it so much to this day. Yeah. Exercise um, in general is definitely, I mean, that's part of why people love jogging. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think running is a really good example yeah. of that too, right? Anything that gets so, your heart rate up. So maybe, you know, if you want to get into flow in other aspects of your life, a good way to sort of propel yourself into that Um is to find a sport or some like meditative activity that really gets you to that level of flow. Yeah. Um, even when we were playing tennis the other day, I was like, wow, I, I'm really focused on the present. Yeah, something that has amazing. like a very repetitive motion can, can do that. It's funny, you can do it in different ways. Yeah. Like for me, I can definitely get into flow coding. Coding, yeah. And, and coding is not repetitive, or well, it can be, but. Uh, the coding I like is is sort of problem solving. You just work on this problem. It is very iterative, um, but that's I find something more that's that's like you're building and creating. But so that's one way to achieve flow. But I think also repetitive stuff is probably even easier to get in a flow state with. Yeah. So like something where you just like you get into emotion, you go over and over. Um, and uh, tennis is one of those, which is pop, right? Particularly yeah. if you're just rallying. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Just, yeah. You just get into that flow, and uh, yeah, once you're there. I have to imagine, I, I know they're doing experiments on this and um, you know, we'll, we'll learn more about it, but I have to imagine being in that state where, where you're not worried about what else is going on in the world, where you're just there one with the moment yeah. uh, is a very cathartic experience. And it's probably something akin to, to sleep or meditation where- Or getting in a trance. I think, yeah, getting yeah. in a trance, right. It's just, there's a lot of uh, great things happening in your brain when you enter that. Mm. Um, so this is just another uh, powerful reason to, to to want to sort of find that sense of purpose and meaning, uh, so that you, it's more easy for you to to jump into that. Yeah, state and of to mind. transfer that to other aspects of your life as well. Yeah. So we got pretty uh, <laughs> metaphysical, philosophical, here. metaphysical. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. We love talking about this type of thing. It's interdisciplinary yeah, too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we are running up on our time, but, uh, you know, we'd love to hear f from you guys in terms of what, what, you know, sort of gets you motivated, motivated, what, where, where do you find purpose? What, what helps you find purpose? Um, and, uh, if you feel like you've lost it, how do you go out and, and recover it? Right. These are really tough questions, tough things to do that I think we could learn a lot from each other about. Uh, and, and everyone benefits. So um, yeah. so I just want to leave us with a um, something that came up in my yoga practice today. And it was, I say practice like as if I do it every day, but <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> so far it's like yeah. twice this week. So that's pretty good. Fake it until you make it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not faking it. I'm, I'm owning up to it, but I'm just uh, trying to I'm make it. I'm just telling your mind yeah, that yeah, it's I'm like trying a to, Exactly. I'm trying to have it become part of my like identity or whatever. Okay. So um, the whole point today in today's practice was sometimes something needs to break in order for something better to come in and come into like light, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that saying, a window breaks so that a door opens, all that kind of like aligns, um, 
right? Sometimes something needs to break or we break it or it breaks, um, lightning hits it, I don't know, and then something better will grow out of that right. um, and become. So think about that. Maybe sit on it for a little bit. I'm certainly going to sit on that for a little bit today. And um, Right, know. right. When one door shuts, another opens. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a window. I like the idea of a window because it's smaller, right? And then a door opens. Right? The window closes and then the door opens. It's like right. kind of, I don't know. Yeah, life has magical. this funny way of, of yeah. balancing out. So um, things that in the moment seem like a problem turn yeah. into an opportunity later. That, exactly. that happens all the time. And a lot of it has to do with mindset. Yeah, so it's it's better if we try to think of it that way. In the moment, yeah, okay, there might be some like crying and, and do that, right? We, we need to do that too. But then you know, have faith that, that I think it'll, yeah. something better is on its way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to, yeah. to wrap up. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. Uh, we love doing this <laughs> yeah. and we'll we love all of it. you, everyone and, uh, in the community. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, have a great weekend Yeah. and we will see you next in our time. next session. That's right. Happy learning, everyone. <laughs>